This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. And we do a gamble. Because we thought we gamble. We do a little podcast straight after the match. And there'll be all sorts of celebrations. But unfortunately... We put the money on the horse and it didn't come in this time. Queen's Park Rangers in with a victory. The Bees another loss. Two losses in a row. And it's a little bit of a gutter this one because we don't want like to think that we're actually sinking into the abyss. But it's not great when you play two teams and technically we're not doing the teams like Brentford thing. You should have got a victory and you don't get them. And we got two games that we should have won probably two games that we got zero points out of and so we've got a bit of work ahead of us my name's billy grant and i'm here in the virtual joint with my chums who are sitting around virtually having put their money on the horse which fell at the last hurdle and it's not great and i've got laney in the house how are you laney hello mate uh yeah pretty pretty dull evening pretty crap evening actually yeah it's it's never never good to lose a local derby against qpr um they were overdue one let's be honest um we've had the we've sort of held the the the, the sign over them for quite a long time and um you know uh it's just it's a shame that it was all self-inflicted tonight i thought i thought we had the game under control i thought second half uh they flipped it went more direct we didn't cope um we had a you know, we we could have cut out both those goals. I thought if we were more ruthless, um, we'll talk about that later on. But uh, yeah, we you're right. It's uh, after a long unbeaten run to lose a couple does seem a little bit n- novel, and it's not a nice feeling. Not a nice feeling at all. In the house as well, we've got someone who used to be on on the, on the podcast and the radio shows and all that all the time, and then he had a little bit of a little bit of a cooling off period. He had things to do, but he's back in the house. GP, Gary Paul, how you doing, GP? Yeah, not too bad, Bill. Obviously, yeah, would like to meet you under better circumstances, but, um, you know, what can you do? What can you do? I mean, listen, QPR, the thing about it is that I think, you know, it's not only this unbeaten run that we've been on, but it's QPR. We've been on a QPR unbeaten run because basically we beat them every time. So to actually come away from a match and not even getting a point, I mean, you know, it's one of those games where, you know, I was thinking about it beforehand and my daughter said to me, you know, what would you... What would you be happy with? I said, look, you know, I just don't want us to lose. If we could just get another point, that will be fine, you know. But then as the game went on, I thought, hmm, you know, we'll talk about this later. I thought, hold on a second here. So the feeling is probably a little bit worse, the fact that we continually beat them all the time, isn't it, GP? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you're, you're always going to lose games, but you just don't want to be losing to QPR, Fulham, teams, <laughs> you know, teams like that. Yeah, just just, just to know, make that, it. That's, that's, that's all, you know, it's I, I'm, I'm pissed off we've lost, and I'm doubly that, you know, we've ended up losing to them. That's the long and the short of it, GP. Listen, don't mince your words on that one as well. We've got the Liberal in the house. This is not the West Country Liberal. This is the real, well, the new, the new substitute Liberal in the house, Liberal Tom. Thomas Fiddler, how are you doing? Yeah, I've had I've had better days, but um, put it this way, I've got a nice Black Forest Gatto uh, Porter here in Stout that's going to kind of get me through this. And I reckon if, uh, if if that's the one thing that I can take from tonight, that might be the one positive I've really got. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, cheers. OK, but listen, anyway, we are going to crack on. Listen, no more jovialities, no more joking. We're actually going to talk about the nitty gritty and we're going to go straight into this. Talk about that QPR match and the match that we didn't do what we were meant to after this little break. So QPR, I'm going to ask a very simple question because we were cruising at half-time. What went wrong, GP? Well, so, you know, it was a... I said to my mate, you know, to be honest, we've had a, I thought we'd had a very good first hour in that game. Um, and then the wheels just fell off. You saw the game become... The game became a bit stretched. Um... We had two very good chances to go two up, um, which I don't think we made very good. I think it was um, Fossu had a chance and a shot, which was a very good effort, but I think he should have played Canos in on the left. And then there was the, I think it was Rico that did the back kill for Jensen. Yeah, sorry, Canos did that back back kill for um, Jensen, Jensen, who... It's inexplicably decided to put it onto the west way. Um, I'm not sure what was going on there. He just kicked it nowhere near the goal. Um, then at that point, I thought we needed that goal because you know we've been very vulnerable to the ball. The, you know, to the, we've been very vulnerable to crosses. And again, it was two crosses that undid us tonight. I mean. <laughs> You said two crosses undid us tonight as well. You can also say that, you know, I mean, in the first half we were good. In the second half, you know, QBR made a substitution um, and we didn't deal with it, did we, Liberal Tom? No, not at all. I think, I think to be honest, though, it was coming. You know, we played 55 minutes of, you know, the good style Brentford play, which is pressing, keeping the pressure on them, pushing up the field a little bit more. And then, as GP said, you know, we just sat back and we invited it. And I think they had the injections that came off the bench and people who wanted to make a difference, wanted to make a name for themselves. I just felt like our substitutions today, the players just didn't really want to contribute towards it. You know, I think Mbumo is really in a rut and he's got to get himself out of it. You know, I think Fosu, yeah, we, we can have a go at what we, we're he didn't have one of his finest days but actually you know we realised when he went off the pitch we really lost something and I think this is the problem that I'm finding is that we are stretched you know we, we, yeah, there is a lot of we, we like to think there's a bit of experience on our bench but the problem is is that experience isn't coming through and isn't giving us what we need to get us through a solid 90 minute performance and that's been happening week in week out now for a few weeks but um, that's that's the difference is that we need to be making sure we're putting in consistent performances for 90 minutes rather than 45, 55, 60, sometimes even 85. You know, it's got to be the whole game and we've got to see it through. I mean, it's interesting you talk about consistent performances. I mean, we have to remember 
and I'm not making excuses here that the team is playing. And I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there with, you know, we were, we were really wondering whether or not we we're going to do this podcast tonight because we thought this is really hard. Coming out of a game, it's QPR. We've got to talk about it. Shall we leave it for 24 hours? Shall we leave it for 12 hours? It was really, really difficult. But then we thought, hold on, if we leave it for 12 hours, 24 hours, there's a match almost like immediately, like after that. So we thought we've just got to, we've just got to get on it, like you know. And this is the thing that these matches are coming, and it's such a cliche, so thick and fast for the players as well. They must be coming so thick and fast. And the, so the question I'm asking you is that they sort of we've talked about this before about how the players may be looking a little bit tired, maybe looking a little bit weary. You, you keep on talking about how we're being stretched. Have we actually? Um, strengthened as we as we as we could have done because I know this was a big issue and a lot of people were talking about it and we were saying there's a few areas that we thought that we might have bought in we didn't buy in those areas we yeah we did buy Winston Reed who we'll talk about in a little bit later but other than that we didn't buy in areas that we thought that we should have bought in we were we were looking for a central midfielder which didn't come in and we just went okay fair enough but Looking around us, you know, looking at Swansea, you know, who's won today with a late goal, even though apparently they were lucky. Don't even pull me into any more conversations about that <laughs> at the moment now. Um, well, you know, they, they, they brought Conor Hurahan in. Other teams have brought players in. Do you think, Laney, that we may regret not strengthening when we could have? Well, blimey, there's about three three different conversations that, in, that, in, that, in that little bit there. Um, uh, yeah, we could we could regret not not bringing in. We all, we all spoke about someone out wide on the left. Um, uh, no, 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 well, no, we could. Sorry to interrupt you, but will we? More to the point. Let's, oh well, let's well, cut well, this down to the well, okay. Well, I don't know. Is the answer to that? You know, this the old crystal ball. It's like, will we go up? I don't know that. Um, so yeah, we there's a good chance we will. Um, but there's okay, okay. Let me just bring it back. Sorry to interrupt again. You're feeling now, looking at today, looking at the matches, looking at the fact that we're stretched, is your feeling that we're actually a little bit short and there are maybe one or two bodies more that we actually could do in that side? Or do you think, actually, no, we're kind of cool with what we've got and we're just going for a bit of a spell? Well, we've, we've, <laughs> we've got a 20, 21 match unbeaten run and we've, we've lost two games. Uh, we've got three or four pivotal players expected back in that team and we've still got one or two players that uh, are sort of our top top players who didn't have top top games Josh Silva and Brian Mbwemo didn't really do anything tonight um, uh, Fort Jensen uh, had a really good first half had a, had a so-so second half after you know after he should have taken their player out and uh, you know that, that contributed to one of the goals um, Rico Henry uh, add an assist for, for, for one of their goals as well. Uh, we, we had mistakes tonight, mm. and I, I think that, um, you know, QPR, to be fair, um, they were overdue one. I've said that a couple of times, and that doesn't, that doesn't sort of mitigate uh, the, the sort of the, the, the frailties of Brentford, but I think they could have had more tonight, if, if I'm honest with you. Um, David Raya made two cracking saves, one from Johan Barbe. Um, one that he kind of tipped and ended up in the net himself, and there was another one that really wasn't mentioned. It was like three shots in one one move, and he and he gathered the ball down at his what would have been his near post, and I thought that was a really really important save. And it was like it was almost like he gathered it and he didn't, you know. So 
they had more they you know, you'll tell me the XG in a minute I'm sure but they seem to have a lot more chances uh, or, or clear clear chances than, than we did XG chances um, and we were wasteful a couple of times um, it was it was we were frustrating we I, I, to be honest I thought we started the game right and I thought we had it under control and I think I thought most of most of tonight was okay um, was more than okay um, but they, there was a clash. I think after the after the break, where we were pressing and they were just going long, and they changed the game up, and we hadn't really. I think we were pressing them as if they were going to play like they did in the first half, where I thought Rangers were just really, really average, bog average first half, um, and they weren't much better second half. But they started to punt it long, um, and we coped with it for a lot. Um, but you know, we, we 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 seem to then sort of implode a little bit. Um, and I think you know, GP mentioned that Jensen should have either squared it or hit the target with that you know that that sort of shot after Canos had set him up. Um, you know, he's he's not consistent enough. I don't think he he's great, and then all of a sudden he's rubbish. Uh, so I mean, that's probably why he's at Brentford, to be honest. It's interesting you talked about. Um, and, and I've got to come to your liberal Tom in a minute as well or I'll come over to you actually because I'll ask you this question but you talked about which I thought was quite interesting because it was the first thing that I said when I saw yeah, you had Willock and not Callum Willock <laughs> Willock coming through and he picked up the ball you know he was a sub came on in the second half and started to run at us and we were like oh what's going on here and he ran at us and as he ran at us I have to admit you saw him running and he wasn't like majorly fast he was running there and he could have easily got taken out. And I said to the daughter at the time, she goes, I just went, take him out. Because it was in a position where he was not in a too advanced a position, which would have caused, you know, which might have got a yellow card. He would have just been a foul and we could have taken him out. And we never took him out. And then he went on and, and they end up scoring the goal. Now, it's interesting we were talking about, and like I said, I was trying not to mention it. We were talking about Swansea's tactics and how they, you know, they were taking us out because they wanted to stop us from playing our game. And they, and they did that, you know, and we we're moaning about it. But that's what they did. And, you know, at the end of the day, they got the point in that game. They got other points and there they go. I mean, they played Nottingham Forest tonight. And I spoke to my Forest friend before the game and, and she said, you know, uh, I said, Swansea, she says, oh, they were great. They played some great football when we played them a few weeks ago. I said, well, watch out for their tactics. They like a little bit of a fouling. And she messaged me literally as we just come off the, onto this podcast and said, oh, my God, you're so right. They literally just didn't stop fouling, diving, rolling all over the place. So they've kind of got that down to a T. And is this something in our game that we are missing? Are we trying to be too clean, Brentford? Too nice, Brentford? Too manners, Brentford? And, and it's actually cost because that, I think, cost us actually not one point, but I think cost us three points tonight because if they didn't score that first goal... They wouldn't have got the second goal. Liberal Tom. Yeah, no, you, you're bang on. I mean, you know, we've got to be a bit more cynical. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of teams will stop us playing football. We have sometimes got to stop people playing and, and that is a real problem. And I think what stood out to me, though, is that we, when we look at the Frank era, I'm not, I'm not going Frank out on us, don't you worry. But, you know, it, when we look at what Frank era has been all about, it's always been built on defensive solidity. And what I'm seeing creeping in more and more is just a bit of lacklustre defending, a bit of a psychological mentality there that's being lost. That means that we're slipping up and making these silly things and we're not thinking defensively. You know, we, we you know, we, they are, don't get me wrong. I can imagine part of the reason why we're slightly nervous about making cynical fouls today is that we knew that their set pieces were going to be trouble to us. And what have we seen for the last few games? We've seen set pieces across in the box 
cause us all kinds of chaos. So I can kind of understand it, but I do agree with you. I think he was so far back at the time. If we make a cynical foul back there, it would take a hell of a punt to get it in there. But we've got to we've got to be we've got to be ready that we've got to try and stop play if we see something growing, and we've got to protect our back line earlier by getting the midfielder cutting in. The only thing I would say, guys, is what I, from what I saw, we the last two games the ball has come in and we've not dealt with it for one way and another from from the wide right that's four goals in two games and zero points because we are struggling to deal we are struggling to deal with crosses and we can't really talk about you know we can't talk about the keeper the keeper nothing to do with the keeper today um our defense the ball came over and they just did not deal with it I think we're going to see that though. You know, it's 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 clearly that Warbs. He, he he watched the recent games. We all knew where, where we're weak. He's gone. We're not going to out football this lot. He saw that in the first half. We if, if we're in a game of football with them, we're going to lose. And which they which they were. So they so they went long. And then we can't we can't at the moment we can't manage it. We were earlier in the season. We were, but we're not now. Going back to Bill's point, um, Bill made the um, you know he he asked the question. Should we have bought somebody in? We bought somebody in and we've conceded more goals from crosses. But it's interesting, I was going to ask you that. Winston Reid, we've brought him in. Um, well, he was a bit of a backup, but also a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of experience and solidity. Now, this has made his first start today. And, uh, I mean, I thought in the first half he had, a, he, had a, he had a very good game. I mean, I think probably overall, actually, he had, he had a very good game in the fact that, you know, to doing the sort of defensive kind of uh, um, the things that you need to do as a defender, I thought he had uh, a very good game. Anyone, any thoughts on, on Winston Reid? Because this is the first real, you know, run out that he's had for the Beast. I thought he played all right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he, he was at fault for the defeat. I don't think he was at fault for either of the goals. Um, I thought he, he fitted in well. He, he seemed to pick up the pace and the, the way we play, and we play it out from the back. And he wasn't trying to force it. He, 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 the balls were rolled out to him, and he played it to Dow's garden back. And we built slowly from the back. That seems to be the way that we play. I just I just thought that you know we 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 just didn't keep hold of the ball for for periods of that game. We we were. We were giving the ball away lightly up front. We were conceding too many free kicks. Ivan Tony tonight, you know, he was going back to that. You know, he got the goal. He scored a ridiculous amount of goals this season. No one's knocking that from him or trying to ever take that away from him. But he, he does get involved in in scraps that he just doesn't need to. He got he got, he got a booking for it tonight. You know, and I know that's part of his game is to to battle with the defence. And I know that he didn't get a lot of protection sometimes, but. Sometimes he just—he seems to get involved in battles that he just doesn't need to. He just need, doesn't need to do, you know. So, um, you know, I, again, I just think we we caused a lot of tonight by not dictating the pace of the game in the second half. Didn't dictate the pace of the game, but tell you what, we're going to do. We're going to dictate the pace of the music because we're going to go over to JB because he listen when we're feeling a bit down there's one person that can pick it up a little bit he's always positive he's always giving some vibes and he's also giving us some interesting facts let's hear what JB's got to say about back-to-back defeats about unbeaten runs about being top of the table let's hear a little bit more of JB's facts and funk Uh, 
Hello, Jonathan Birchall here again. The defeat at the weekend and in the local derby were the first back-to-back league defeats since the final two games of last season, Stoke and Barnsley. At least Ivan Tony scored his 24th of the season on Wednesday. He's now equal Dean Holdsworth league tally from the 91-92 season, which was a season where he also scored 14 cup goals. And just a glance back to the unbeaten run coming to an end against Barnsley, it ended of course on the 14th of February. Coincidentally, the previous record run of 19 in 2013-14 also came to an end in February, but then the 22nd. Unfortunately, a 2-0 home league defeat was long overdue. We hadn't seen one since November 2016 against Fulham. Our time at the top of the league table was short-lived. If you discount the opening day 5-1 win over Rotherham in 2018, it was back to our promotion season of 34-35 that we previously topped the second tier table. We hit top slot briefly in September and again at Christmas, but it wasn't until the end of February that we went back to the first place and never relinquished it again, gaining promotion to the top flight with three games to spare. So that was JB with his facts and funk. And uh, it's a bit weird sort of kind of, you know, talking about back-to-back league defeats because we try and sort of scrub that from the back of our minds really because we need to actually get our minds focused on no more defeats and actually start to win games again and I suppose you've got to look at the plus side of things the plus side of things is the fact that we have been winning we have won we still do have a particular type of record which means that we do score goals and we do not letting goals except for we seem to be letting in quite a lot of goals recently and uh, and we play some good football and and we're not a bad team, so things have to turn around at some stage. I think the only slight fear that we have, even though Swansea are technically or statistically quite far behind us when it comes to sort of kind of matching up the levels of the teams, what we're doing, we are at the moment going backwards probably from where we were maybe two, three, four, five weeks ago, whereas it looks like Swansea are actually getting better from where they were two, three, four, five weeks ago. So I think the fear is... It's great having all these figures and trying to matching it up and say where we're going to go, but that's based on historical data. But the fact is that it seems that Swansea are probably getting better and we are at the moment not quite as good. So we need to get back on our A game to actually get back into this uh, promotion race because there is, a, there is a long way to go and we need to just make sure that we, are, we don't fall into that trap again, don't we? Because I'm going to ask this question. But hold, hold on, Bill. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. What? You know, this, this, time, this time last week, we went top of the league. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's literally a week ago, we were at our best. We'd just done, we'd just done Middlesbrough 4-1, and we'd, and, and we, and we, you know, and we'd, and we'd done Reading and, on their own patch. So, you know... But we are letting, but Laney, but we are letting in goals that we think that we shouldn't be letting in. We have had a few games where, to be quite honest with you, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying that there's a few games where, to be quite honest with you, we we had good wins, which is great. The luck went our way, you know. Uh, Middlesbrough is a prime example where you know things ha- happened which which worked went, which went our way. And what I'm trying to say to you is is that um, it doesn't stop us from being a great team, but we've also had a good some good results which have gone our way, which may not necessarily have gone our way the season before, the season before that. And maybe it's starting to pan out a little bit for us. And I'm, I'm saying to us that, you know, we've got a couple of players that's slightly off the boil as well. Um, not necessarily the same team as what we were two or three months ago, which may be down to um, tiredness. It may be down to fatigue. It may be down to rotation. Whatever it may be, I don't know whatever it is. And that's why I was throwing up the question about whether or not maybe 
we are maybe missing one or two players who might be able to come in and give that injection when these players are having these off games. You know, it's, uh, you know, bringing in, you know, having another player who is, you know, equal to Nabumo or whoever else it may be at the time when he's a you know when he when he when he was firing on all cylinders because uh, you know that is that would be the ideal situation Do you know what I'm saying because uh, I, I'm 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 not doubting the team now but I'm just wondering whether or not this is always the sticky period for us and maybe for a lot of teams last season this is when we we tailed off a little bit back in the January into February is where we tailed off you know when we had the Nottingham Forest game the Leeds United game we came down at the Cardiff game and we we went from being a team that was steaming and they were right in there to just pulling off a little bit so listen it's not my you know I'm I'm just seeing it as it is and I'm just voicing slight fears and I'm just throwing it out there to to you guys yeah I mean uh, to be honest like funny enough JB mentioned we kind of got this February freeze he said the last time we had a run like this that we froze up in February Uh, but I think I think you know the thing we underestimate is that football is a mental game as much as it is physical half the time and I think if we're feeling this kind of slight unnerved now that we've had a couple of rocky results imagine what it's like if you're out there on the pitch feeling like I didn't have a bad game I didn't think we did that badly and yet the results haven't gone your way it's it's you know I've I know it sounds stupid. It's 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 how you bounce back. It's you know we've we've really got to get into that mentality that says, listen, this hasn't gone our way, but what am I going to do about it? I'm going to put in a better performance. And players in there will look at themselves and go, yeah, this hasn't been right the last couple of weeks. And there's going to be a whole load of reasons. You know, I mean, goodness knows we've all had rocky days throughout lockdown. And I can I can't imagine what it's like for a lot of these you know some of them foreign players that haven't seen family in a long long time. But, you know, we, what we've got to do is we've got to make sure that we look to ourselves and say, what more can I be given to my performance to make it happen? Just looking at this game, and I'm just going to give you a little bit of a, well, just a little bit of an analysis here as well. And and this might sort of might make you feel a little bit better because, as we said, you know, there was, there was definitely a game of two halves. Looking at, you know, what the team's strengths and weaknesses were. Brentford, you know, we were effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities for individual skills. We had skillful players that were doing some good stuff. We created goal-scoring opportunities through counter-attacks, so our counter-attacks were good as well. And we created goal-scoring opportunities from set pieces as well. So listen, we created, you know, the chances there. No significant weaknesses in that match. QPR were strong at finishing, so basically they scored their goals. You know, but their weaknesses were aggressive and, and gave away a lot of free kicks around the box. So that's kind of giving you a, you know, a vibe what was, you know, what was going on in and around that game. But giving a more of a statistical vibe, though, we need to go over to one of our boys out there who's been sitting down there just working out what's going down. Will the spreadsheet Winker is actually looked at the stats for this game and he's going to tell us what exactly went down between the Brentford and the QPR players on that pitch, numbers-wise. That was incredibly frustrating. In terms of XG... Bees made 0.53 and QPR made 0.6. So from that metric, we were very unlucky to concede two goals. Fields' blasted equaliser on 72 minutes was just a 7% chance. And Austin's 76th minute goal had only 0.12 XG, despite being right on the penalty spot. I'm not sure the defence did an awful lot wrong for both these goals, but it would have been nice to have Pinnock's body on the line blocking for both of them. The fault for the first QPR goal laid partially with Winston Reid for me, who failed to get back and set quick enough to block an effort which on average only goes in once every 14 games. Apart from their two goals, Rangers only made one other chance of note, 
Austin's 45th minute effort, which was excellently saved by Raya. It was the game's highest XG chance at 0.15. In attack, the Bees looked toothless and for the second game running struggled to get good balls into the box. Tony's headed goal off a Jensen free kick in the 30th minute was an excellent piece of skill and a healthy slice of luck coming at such an obtuse angle to the goal. The frustrating thing for me is that plenty of times when there was a progressive pass to another attacker on, our front three snatched at shots instead, usually from outside of the box and often from out wide as well. These attempts are only scored once every 50 to 100 games and the fact that nearly all of our XG from the past two matches has come from a high volume of small chances worries me slightly. Having said that, I'm sure it won't be long until our forwards are firing and creating massive chances again, as we know they can do. Josh De Silva has looked out of sorts recently, after returning from a couple of games on the treatment table. With zero dribbles attempted in this match, our best ball carrier left it to others to progress the ball with their feet. He also had less than half the amount of passes that Jensen managed this match. For me, he needs to demand the ball more often and get himself into the game more because when he does, he has the highest number of progressive carries per 90 minutes in the league and the second highest distance per carry. So in short, the best ball carrier in the championship has not been carrying the ball forwards and this might be the crux of our attacking issues. Without his runs breaking midfield and defensive lines, we've struggled to get the ball into danger areas of the box because there's much more pressure on the passer. So let's hope that JDS has a better game against Coventry, a side who've been pressing higher and higher in recent games and on the balance of XG, are unlucky not to have won their last three. So that was Will, the spreadsheet winker. And the, the, I think, the, like I said, the main thing that sort of sticks out there is the fact that, you know, we got beaten and uh, their XG of, was it 0.6, was it? And ours was 0.53. Another, we got beaten on the XG front, which is, what, the fifth time in a row? Uh, for fifth game this season. Or something. It's a long, you know, it's, just, it's, just, it's a bit of a pattern that's happening here as well. But also... Even though we were doing stuff, we didn't really create that much. I mean, we got a goal, but we didn't really create that much. And QBR didn't create much even, either, which was mentioned a bit earlier by you guys. They didn't create much, but they scored the two goals and they basically kind of they got the result. And I suppose it's one of those ones where, as you can see, is that you know if you just keep lumping the ball into the middle and just keep lumping it, eventually, kind of like something is going to give. And you know, and they got kind of what they. They got the results, which might not have happened uh, in another week, in it, Laney? We are going to have to find a way of dealing with that and getting on top of that again, because you know, you know, you're right. You know, we, we've been going behind in games. We didn't do that tonight, but we lost, uh, and it's been a predictable sequence of, uh, of of almost carbon copy, big balls into the area that we've not dealt with, and it's ended up in the back of our net. And uh, we we do have to find a way of coping with that, and I'm sure they are trying it on the on the on the training pitch. You know, you'd, you'd have to be, but uh, you know, until until we do, it really is an Achilles heel. And you know, we 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 go to Coventry, and we've got games coming up. Um, and you know, if you can't match us footballing wise, which most most teams can't, they, you're going to put a big ball in the mixer and uh, send your big guys up, and uh, you know, try try and ruffle our feathers that way. It's 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 it is really annoying and it's really frustrating. Um, you know, and it's one of the few games that I, I'm glad to say I wasn't at Loftus Road tonight because I, I probably wouldn't even be home by now. So. It, 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 you could switch the game off. It didn't actually feel like a West London derby tonight, if I'm honest. It felt it did feel like just another game. But uh, you know, going back to the point about how we get out of this is is the we we you're right. You know, we we don't we're not a bad team overnight. 
we have got really important players coming back, Norsgaard um, and Pontus. Um, and there, there are players that, again, need to, need to rack it up. We are rotating. It's, it's just that we need to get that next win now. And we have to make sure it's Saturday. Can't let two games become three, and then you can't you slip you slip you're slipping back. You know, yeah, Norwich have won tonight. Yeah, Swansea have won tonight, but we're still second. So you know, no need to panic yet. But we have to make sure that two two losses don't become three. I'm going to ask the question, and, and and again, I'm trying not to be biased here. I'm trying to just keep very level-headed and ask questions which, you know, which I'm going to get answers to come back from you. Um, we played Barnsley at the weekend, and we got beaten by Barnsley, and we, we came on the podcast afterwards, and everyone went, you know, fair play, Barnsley. They played really well, you know, tip your hat to them, because they did play some really great football, and they, they, just, they just outplayed us, and they outfought us, and they, they played really well. And they beat us 2-0 fair and square. And a lot of people have said that word as well, fair and square. QPR today, they beat us 2-1. But there's a little bit of kind of griping going on, a little bit of unhappiness there. And, I mean, when the game was happening, even especially in the first half, you know, with Laney, when you were saying the same thing, I was watching them, I was thinking, God, Jesus, you know, I thought they'd be better than this. They're actually not very good, are they? You know, what they're doing, they're, they're terrible. And then in the second half, they changed it up. And I was thinking, God, they're just lumping the ball in. God, they're not very good. We we need to deal with this. Now, it's, is there more of a, a kind of gripe in the fact that it's the way that they've beaten us and the fact that, and, and I'm not saying this in a disrespect to QPR and such, but... They weren't great. They, what they did was good because they obviously beat us. But as a team, they weren't great. And is there a gripe that we were actually kind of were beaten by a team that actually wasn't very good? No. Um, they kicked the ball in our goals more time than we kicked it in theirs. We lost. No, I understand. But I'm just saying to you, but they weren't good. So as a team, as Brentford as a team, you know, the fact that we weren't... You know, Barnsley, we, we beat them. You know, we played them. But they, they, they were good and they still beat us. They kicked the ball in the back of the net, but they were good. There's a big difference between Barnsley and Kipiala, wasn't there? The pro- no, well, the problem is that our, our performance level in that last half hour dropped to the level it was in that Barnsley game. So, yes, you can say Barnsley were, yes, you can say Barnsley were brilliant, but if the ball, you know, that second goal, if the ball comes in nine times out of ten, um, Pennant kicks it away. And it ends up hard, but you know he happened to kick it to somebody who was standing four yards, four yards away from him, who had a clear shot on goal. That happens. That's how. That's how that goal went in tonight. Was similar in the sense that you know the ball went in the area. People were like turning around. Where's the ball? Where's the ball? Then it was a scuffed clearance to somebody on the edge of the area, and it waxed back in the goal. We, you know, you have to clear. If you don't, if you don't clear your lines, yeah, that's the thing. If you don't clear your lines that's what happens so yes you could say QPR were bad but if we start to perform worse than QPR that's our fault and we can't gripe well I think this is part of my question so why has our performance levels dropped is it just what, what I'm trying to say is it, it's just one of those things is it just like okay it's dropped and it's cool because next week will be better or the week afterwards or is there a, a sort of a, is there a sort of fundamental thing that's happening at the moment now with us where we're being ground down or because I, 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 I don't know the answer to that what do you think because this is not the first time it's happened we're, we're getting moulded by the other teams. That's what's happening is, is that rather than us responding in a way that we want to play and trying to respond in the positive way we did in other games, 
We're now playing the way that teams want us to be playing against them. So today, we started lumping the ball back to them. So guess what QPR are going to do? They're going to lump the ball right back at us because they know we don't like it. And that's what they did against Barnsley. We, we just didn't get forward enough. We let them come at us and kept pressing us. We tried to be too fancy and we got caught out for it. You know, we, we are digging our own grave here. And it's until we like get, bring back our brand... You know that we'll start. We'll start seeing some performances again. I think. I think we've. You know, we've just lost that out of fear of what's going to happen. And the problem is, is that we're, we're bottling it. You know, it's it's a psychological thing. We've got to do, play the way we want to play. I, I I I don't I don't think we're bottling it. I think I think that's too much. We 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 at twenty two games. You are gonna start. You, you know, it, it's a it's a freaky run. You know, you, you, there would have been a couple of defeats in there. There would have been a couple more draws. There could have been a couple more wins. But you know, the the the, the, the remarkable twenty-two games is remarkable because it it, it never happens. Or it hardly ever happens. You know, four or five games unbeaten is normally balanced by a defeat. We might have two. I'm I'm hoping it's not three. We 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 aren't a bad team. We need to. You're right to get back to our core strength, which is getting the ball wide, creating quality chances. We need to start creating those chances again. Rangers are in a, were in a relegation dogfight, and they were trying to get points by any way they could, and they've resorted to that um, second half. And fair play to them. You know, I, I, you know, it pains me to say it, but you know, they 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 got something out of that game in a similar way. You know. The way they got that two-all draw um, at their place when we were two goals up a few years ago, and if we came away thinking we'd, we'd lost, you know, haven't they? Aren't Rangers? Haven't they won like five out of six or something like that? Yeah, they're they? they're a decent run. They beat Watford. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, they're in form. Um, we just, I just think that we let our we let our performance level seven. Also, where I don't think we reacted quick enough when um, Willett came on. I, I just don't think we ought to start reading too much into this. Like, like the crystal ball of what happens at the end of the season. We we aren't going to know that until the end of the season. True. I I just I you know there is a tendency to say we've bottled it. Forget it. We that's it. We know you know we're second and we've just done twenty two unbeaten. Oh yeah, and I, and I went ever. I was to be honest, Dave. I was never saying that we're bottling the season. I'm simply saying the last couple of games we've thrown ourselves away. And what I'm finding, and this is the trend I've noticed the last couple of days, is that we if we lose our width and we lose the power that we've got out wide, we become predictable. You talked about the fact that you know Tony gets caught up in these scraps. I think he does because he feels like he hasn't got the support of his wide men to give him that kind of other alternative. And so the focus becomes all on him. And it's and it's got to be tough for him. You know, it's got to be tough. But I don't think it's yeah. I'm not saying we're bottling the season. I'm just saying what I'm seeing in terms of the pitch and the performances, it's it's that we're letting ourselves down rather than other teams are coming at us and, and you know, reinventing the wheel kind of thing. I'm going to come back to this question because I think it's actually important to come back to this question because the fact is that I'm just looking out there and just putting out things that people are saying because we need to discuss these things even if we may not or some of us may not or some of us might do to agree with it some people have said from last season that Brentford when they get to a position like this they they bottle it that's the word that they use okay the, the phrase was used again now about them bottling it because what's happened is that we get into first or second in the league and we need to break away 
and it doesn't really happen. Now, interestingly, there's, a, there's an interview that we were going to talk about maybe in a week's time or so because we need to spend a bit of time on it by Brian Reamer, who's the assistant coach, who he talked in a Danish podcast about various things. And one of the things that he talked about, and like I said, he will talk about this a little bit more later, is the fact that, you know, when we played our you know final matches of last season, he, he said we put her end up. But, you know, you know, the players just they couldn't handle the pressure. You know, they couldn't sleep. You know, we couldn't sleep. Thomas couldn't sleep. You know, we were struggling with the pressure. And it's almost like there's a psychology thing that is going on, you know. And that's why we asked the question whether or not, you know, um, Winston Reid was brought in to maybe help with this side of things. You know, we've already got Pontus in the stands doing things. But, you know, is this an issue? Because I think for us to turn around and just and say, this is not an issue... I don't think that's. I don't think it's it's right for us to dismiss it because we've already got our assistant coach saying that last season, when the pressure was really there, it was an issue. And at the moment now, we're in a situation where it is a bit of a probably a pressure cooker. And the the team know we're we're playing really well, and all we need to do is win the next match and we'll go to the next level. And it's it, it seems to be a pressure situation that we can't handle. And I think. I think it'd be wrong for us to actually turn around and say it's not that because yes we went on a 22 game run and it's fine but it's almost like we seem to be a team that is better as a horse coming up from the back of the <laughs> of the straights and doing the business like that you know what I'm Tracing. saying you know just like what we did when we had the, the eight game run last season we came from nowhere no one expected us to do anything there was no pressure it was only when we got to the top and we were expected to put the ball in the back of the net to coin a phrase you know what I'm saying and to just to, to, to just finish it off we were unable to do it and I think it's a very valid point to ask whether or not it's a case, not having a go, because it's not people's fault. We've still got a very young team. And it's like, how do we get over this, 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 this issue? Well, it's, 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 you know, it's valid. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a valid um, observation. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's, um, uh, it, it, it's some more, maybe it's a good job we did lose the last couple then, in that case. <laughs> maybe we lose a few more. Drop back. We're, we're definitely in the playoffs now. And uh, maybe it's maybe drop back so we're like nine points behind and we've got some something to aim for and we can get some momentum going again. Now, I, I actually think we are, we, we did learn from last season. And I, and I, I honestly just think it, it, we didn't bottle it at the end of that 22 game run. We just. We got found out, and we just run out of a little bit of luck and a little bit of steam. And I, I think it's inevitable. Um, we weren't a million miles away from where we need to be tonight. Uh, but Barnsley, to be to their credit, they did a proper job on us, and you know we deserve nothing out of that, as far as I was concerned. Um, so tonight, I wouldn't say hard done by. I'd just say we had we 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 got ourselves to blame for a couple of those well for both of those goals I think ultimately and um, on Saturday at, at, at Coventry at Birmingham we have to go there and just take no prisoners we just have to be ruthless and we've got we've got the focus to do that Co- Coventry aren't an incredible team um, they're, they're down the bottom um, they, they played a decent game at our place um, but I think we, you know we have got the beating of them we just have to go and prove it again I'm just going to say one thing as well. I just, I just want to bring this in. Just um, we need to have all our players on their A game. Uh, and again, this is not 
picking players out or plucking players out, but you know we made some substitutions as well in this game. And and Brian just he just doesn't seem to be the player like I said to you what he was last season, and his his form seems to be a bit off. And the fact is that if he's off, it's almost like you've got a cog missing in the whole machinery. You know, you've got a hole in the middle of the pitch. You know, you know the things that you kind of expect to be done don't expect to be done so all of a sudden instead of having 11 players you've almost got 10 players on the pitch because he's not not only not performing as he's meant to but also on the defensive side and everything like that he's not doing his job as well isn't it GP? Yeah it is a bit of a concern um, Brian's performances Uh, but again remember he was very good last year um, and we we probably weren't expecting him to be as good as he was Um, now he's got Again, a little bit more pressure on his back because obviously two of the BMW have gone. He's the one that's still there, so people are really looking at looking to at him to step up. Um, and it's not he's not really hit the heights he did last year. Maybe needs a spell out of the team. You might not be able to do that at the moment um, because of the number of fixtures that are, the number of fixtures we got at the moment. You might not be able to do that at the moment. So I think, you know, for him, he really needs to kick on and it is really part of the coaching team to actually pick him up and really kind of get in his head, where's his head at, and get him playing again. Okay, so talk about playing again, talking about fixtures, talking about let's picking ourselves up. We have got a game on Saturday, which is a massive game now against Coventry City. And we there's no two ways about it. I know it's an away game and it's one of those ones which I might have said, let's get a point, let's just not lose this one. But for me, this is a big three-pointer. We need to find out more about Coventry and what's going on and going down, going down, going down in the Coventry camp. Let's speak to David from Sky Blues Extra Podcast because he's going to let us know exactly what's going down in that Coventry camp. Hello, it's David Moore from the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. I'm going to talk a little bit about Coventry City in the lead-up to the game against Brentford, of course. It's been a bit of a tough season for the Sky Blues. It's been a bit of a stark reminder of how difficult life in the Championship can be. We've played some really good football this year, and it's just a shame that sometimes individual errors and a bit of naivety at times can really let us down. And I think that's probably been the really sums up our season so far we played some really good football but when you concede goals like that you do give yourself a mountain to climb some fixtures that stick out in my mind are of course the Reading and the QPR game both on Sky live on Sky and that was it was really great to see the Sky Blues come back um, from from losing positions at times in those games and and also Rotherham we comfortably passed Rotherham in a game that was a you know a big deemed already as a relegation sort of battle in earlier in the season and, and we cruised past them with ease. There's been some teams that we've played this season that of course I rate very highly. Um, Norwich are a team that play with such good passing and they've got some really fantastic players which you'd expect from a team that have come down from the Premiership and likely will be going back there this season. Brentford also, likewise, have played some really good football and I've enjoyed everything that I've seen from them this season. And they would obviously be contenders also to go back up 
uh, sorry, to go into the Premiership. But Bournemouth, of course, they have a lot of quality and I think they've looked good in parts, but they've obviously had a bit of a blip and dropped off recently. Teams that have probably disappointed for me would be Watford. I'd say we should have actually got a point against them, if not more, when we played them at their place. We periodically was 2-1 up and really put them under pressure. Likewise, when we played them at St Andrews, it was a 0-0 draw and we actually had chances to win it. So we, we've played some great, you know, against Watford, we've, we've really looked strong and I thought they've disappointed a little bit this season considering that they were, you know, a premiership outfit. Players that have excited me so far this season for the Sky Blues has to be Gustavo Hamer. He came from the depths of the Dutch leagues, plucked out of there from by Mark Robbins, and he, he's been an absolute revelation for the Sky Blues. He plays in the middle of the park, he can spray the ball around, he's scored lots of goals already for us, and he's also got a tackle in him. Matty James, who came in in January on loan, he's been a really great replacement for Liam Kelly, who's been out injured. He's just brought that solidness to the to the midfield and he allows people around him to, to play whilst he does the dirty work, breaks up the play, um, has a great pass in him, but also can put balls through when, when attacking. I think what we could do better in is defensively. Um, Hyam has probably made it a bit of a tough you know, step up to the championship. And Carl McFadden, albeit that he's got that champion experience, championship experience and obviously has been a, a really key player for us and a leader, especially in our League One season, has sometimes struggled with the pace of this league, I think. And when we switch off momentarily, that's when people can get in behind. And I think our lack of pace just shows a little bit there. Talking about the rest of the season, it's I'm confident that we may survive. Um, we've obviously got a lot of rivals around us that will also be playing out to try and stay up and survive and, and not be relegated, but it's getting tighter and tighter at the bottom all of the time. I think Forest, Huddersfield, Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday and Birmingham, of course, are all going to be around there. I think that we have got enough to survive, but we obviously need to start picking up some points very soon. And on the back of a really difficult period where we played Norwich, this week we'll also have Brentford and we'll also face Swansea three games which could see us sink to the relegation spots if we don't manage to get at least some points from those fixtures it's going to be tight but it's one that I'm excited to see how we can challenge and hopefully we've just got enough and a little bit more than some of those teams I mentioned we obviously played Brentford earlier in the season and that game was very frustrating because I think at times we played really, really well. But when you've got players such as Ivan Tony around, there's always going to be a danger that they can, you know, create a goal and, and do something from, from nothing. And a slip by Giles in, in that game, it, it allowed Brentford to get in behind us. And we're always playing catch up from that get go then. I think when you do go down 2-0, it's always going to be hard to peg back a deficit of that against such a solid and, and, and well-rounded team. This weekend, of course, we'll face up again. And I would love to be able to say that I think it's going to be a difficult, a different result. But I think, unfortunately, 
Brentford are probably going to have enough to, to beat us. But I think if we were going to get a different result, what we do need to do is go and make it a bit of an old-fashioned, tough game of football for Brentford. I think if we were to go three up top, which we did in the second half against Norwich, and that yielded some decent results, I think that would force Brentford into perhaps a long ball match that may take it to the air, and that would, wouldn't suit either team, but it would make it more of a lottery and, and probably make us harder to beat. If it means winning or drawing by playing a bit ugly at times, then I think that's what we've got to do to remain in this league this season. Score prediction would be that my head says we're going to struggle to reverse the form from earlier in the season and I'm expecting it to probably be 2-0 to Brentford. But again, like I say, if we can be hard to beat, we might just scrape a draw of some kind and hopefully we can because we really need to start picking up some points this season. Thank you for listening to me and for more fan-led content on Coventry City, you can follow our channel and Sky Blues Extra on all social media platforms. That's just at Sky Blues Extra on all of the social media platforms. So David, Sky Blue podcast and uh, Coventry, they're, they're finding it a little bit tough in this league, but they still, you know, they still could survive. So they're going to be out fighting on Saturday and we know for a fact we really really need to win that match I mean looking at their results they lost 3-1 to Cardiff the weekend you know they drew nil all with Coventry uh, with, with Watford which isn't a bad result they lost 2-1 to Forest you know drew one all with Birmingham um, they beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-1 as well lost 3-0 to Reading so the results haven't really been going to plan so you look at those and you look at the teams that we're kind of matched with you know your Reddings like you know um, you know even your Nottingham Forest your Cardiffs you know we would like to think that we could get a result we can't presume anything you know and looking at their characteristics as well where they're good they're good at creating long shot opportunities so they take shots from out far you know I don't know whether or not that's because they can't get into the box to create the big chances the big XG chances but you know like I said to you big long shot opportunities but their weaknesses finishing you know avoiding offside fouling in dangerous areas you know avoiding individual errors and defending against skillful players is where they're very weak so look you know these are areas where you know if we're running at them they're passing at them we're doing our win back thing we should be all over Coventry but we have to be on our A game don't we yeah we'd be looking at their stats tonight they have 35% possession against Norwich um we have to. That, that shows that we have that they are they are, they they're not able to dictate play at home if you take the game to them. Norwich obviously went with the right game plan, um, and they had five shots on target, uh, and they scored two of them. We have to make sure that there is no room for error. We can't be pedestrian we have to start from the first minute to the last minute and literally go for the jugular we, we Coventry are down the bottom for a reason we are at the top for a reason we have to move quickly and prove that we're there to last which is to be fair this is what we did tonight against QPR in the first half we started on the front foot yeah, I said. I said from the first to last, we we didn't. We after after half time, we let them dictate play. We didn't. We didn't keep possession for for periods of play, and we and we we gave the ball away. We just have to stop doing that. Liberal Tom, I think I would like us, whatever happens, to go out there, 
positive attacking football and if they do struggle with that offside you know let, let's let's take the game to them let's be camped in their half let's see what we can get out of it and just go in with a really positive performance you know if we're going to concede goals I don't mind conceding as long as we've scored more than them and, and I think that's what it might be one of those games I I would like to see a bit of a goal fest I'd obviously like them to one in more than the other but who knows with this with this league it's been one of those topsy-turvies uh, I think we've got it in us and I think you know Coventry is one of those games where we go out there, express ourselves, and as Dave says, you know, give a good game of it. And we've got GP, maybe with a few technical problems. GP out there, you're knocking on the window. GP, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Okay, so listen, what we're going to do, we'll go around the table here and we're going to just get a score prediction. And also, GP there, he's going to be putting all sorts of fingers up. You get two go. You get two goes tonight, Bill. You can guess, you can guess for That's him. That's right. No, you no. Can, in fact, you can do it by sign language, GP. That's right. There you go. So listen, I'm going to go first of all round to Liberal Tom. What are you saying? Oh, go on then. Let's be ambitious. Let's say we're going to win 3-1. I reckon we'll still have some sort of sloppy error in us, but we're going to go out there. We're going to go all guns blazing. Tony's going to not even get a yellow card and it'll be a magical day for all of us. Okay, GP, give me some figures for some fingers up there. What are you saying? GP's uh, 2-0 to Brentford and Laney. I'm going 3-0 Brentford. 3-0 to Brentford and for me, I'm going to go 2 nil to the mighty mighty bees so listen thank you very much for checking us out this has been a little bit of a slightly more depressing podcast than we normally do but we're going to be picking up at the weekend fingers crossed and we'll be giving all your thanks all the people who supported us on the Kofi and everything like that we'll chat to you and we'll give you the big shout outs on sunday but my name's billy grant here i'm in the virtual joint i sound like i'm very happy aren't i but i'm not very happy at all because we've just been beaten by qbr but we hopefully we're just going to put that in the back of our mind and we're going to wake up tomorrow and we'll forget all about it because we'll have coventry in our minds for the weekend and if we can get the points on Saturday we'll be back on board as we will say come on, come on you bees. bees let's do it come on you bees Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.